0: What's good, what's good, what's good, Scott? What's up? Got you in the house today. We got Charles in the house too. Yes, sir. So what's up, Scott, what you been up to?
1: Nothing, just working, hanging out with the kid, playing airsoft, riding BMX.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I've been hearing that you guys have been playing airsoft like a lot. You're telling me that you just recently got into it, right? Or it's been a while? Uh,
1: It's been somewhere around two years now. Dang,
0: really?
2: wow scott actually got me back into it (laughs) now i'm buying i got like i was i swear i came in i was like i'm not spending any money on this sport i'm just gonna buy one (laughs) and i'm good and then playing with yeah, Scott, that's what I said. <laughs> bro. Playing with Scott like a couple of weeks ago, I was like, "Oh man, dude, my gun sucks, dude. I, I got to mean? I
0: heard you got the, you had the best gun, and they didn't. Yeah, let they wouldn't play.
2: let me use it. It was too strong, so I had to use my pistol. So, so, so he did like... have best of the
0: best. Just l- l- <laughs> l- let us say, what was the terminology we were saying that uh, an uh, addictive lifestyle or addictive. Addictive yeah, personality, yeah. addictive personality. Yeah yeah, 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 And that's who, you, that's exactly who you I are. Am.
2: I get obsessed, man. When well, I get into some, yeah. It's like a sickness. Oh yeah. I find
1: out everything I can. I go on YouTube. Yeah. I Google shit. I, mm-hmm. I find out as much as I can.
2: Yeah. It like consumes me. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? And then I have to find out. It, it leads you down this rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. Where you like, you see something that's cool and you, you see somebody like, okay, I'm talking about IG per se. Yeah. And then you go and you, you'll you see their, their link. You click and they have this cool thing and you click that dude. Three hours later, two in the morning, I'm like, oh, I got I to go to bed. <laughs> oh, you're yeah. already binge buying and everything. <laughs> go to bed.
1: Imagine, imagine that and then OCD on top of that. Dude,
2: mm-hmm. I have, yes. <laughs> that's, that's, definition that's, right here. That, that's, that's
1: one of my uses of, of nourish. Yeah. yeah.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. Tell us about that.
1: That's exactly what we were talking about. <laughs> like, I can't, my, my brain doesn't slow down. And if yeah. it's something that I'm really into, mm-hmm. it just, the wheels keep spinning. Yeah. Over over and over. Like when I was building those cabinets for you guys.
2: Yeah. I was just gonna bring that up. I
1: finished at like one of the nights was like four in the morning and I was waiting for the for the um glue to dry. Mm-hmm. And I, oh, I almost wow. couldn't sleep. I just wanted to go like i like in my head, you know what I mean? I'm tired, it's four in the morning. Yeah. yeah. And I'm I'm laying there and I and I, I take a hit of the um take a hit of the the, the, nurse, the cbd yeah. the nurse pan yeah well yeah. i double fist i do i do flourish and the nurse <laughs> at the same time <laughs> that's pretty dope yeah but uh yeah i'm sitting there and i'm thinking like fuck i could probably get a blow dryer and just put the blow dryer on it to mm-hmm. help speed up the process
2: because
1: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. i like i said like once i start a project i can't stop
2: yeah yeah, I think that's how I am too. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure if uh, that's how Josh is. I, f- I have a hint of maybe that's how you are. Yeah, I think
0: it's like even when I'm doing like a video project, uh, as soon as I go and I shoot it, I have to knock it out right away because I'm so excited about the project. That's what It's the excitement, right? Yeah, because it's it's a, such a good feeling as soon as you go and you shoot something and after you can see the whole entire project just come together. Mm-hmm. It's just a, it's, it's an amazing feeling, you know, because like. It's an accomplishment too, because you don't want to sit
2: on that content. You no, I mean? you don't.
0: You feel me? And after once you finish it, it's just like, damn, this is what we this is what
2: were able to put together. Yeah, because you know? I noticed that the excitement is always, it's always best once we once we get it done, we just execute on the next stage. Or else mm-hmm. if you let it kind of sit around, it simmers down and you kind of get over it or you'll forget about it. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, yeah, it's you, yeah we don't want to forget about it. But yeah, those cabinets you
0: built, hey, they were a one for
2: MJ BizCon
0: fire. Really good, bro. Fire. Yeah. They came
2: out so good. Did you ever see those photos?
1: Um, Josh showed me a couple of them. Yeah. They, yeah. They look good. Especially they look those good, stickers. yeah They well, look
2: so good. What, was <laughs> it, what, what we did too is that yeah, we yeah we put
0: on the decals and then once we put on the decals, came out really nice. Uh, Charles actually uh, branded the way the product should look on, so, on top of those cabinets. Mm. Wow. It was money, man. If
1: I would have known that you guys weren't going to wrap them, I would have, I would have like added some more like screws or mm-hmm. some something something mm-hmm. else to it like a
0: little bit more of a rustic vibe right i feel yeah, that, yeah. yeah but no cool. honestly the, the simpler the better cuz that's came how out we perfect. are
2: yeah they came out perfect good.
0: you you killed it bro I yeah.
2: re- really appreciative of yeah. that too i didn't even know that uh prior to meeting you and i mean i, I think we had a couple of interactions before but i didn't know that you were such a good wood woodwork, worker
1: yeah so i started i started making stuff when i was young and then when i was in high school i went to Downey high uh, mm-hmm. And if you would if you were if you wanted to go to school to college
3: mm-hmm.
1: at the same time the high school would pay for you to go really yeah so I so wow. I, I don't remember if it was every day or certain days but I would I, I would leave school at 11 o'clock somewhere around that and mm-hmm. then go to Cerritos college and I would take auto body or welding oh, wow. but they were all all connected in the same like auto auto area mm. Wow so that's cool. <clears throat> I started building cars. Same at a young age. Before I even had a car, started working on cars. Really, and uh, you know, I wanted I wanted a car with hydraulics. (laughs) At at the time, airbags were fresh; just came out. Only a few people had them. Right. You either had hydraulics, or you were just riding around with your truck, fucking hammered on the ground. (laughs) And then a few, a few people had air shocks. Yeah. Air shocks were pretty big. What year was this? It's like ninety
2: four. Oh yeah, ninety
1: four.
0: Dude, that's crazy I remember when I was young too I would see cars like that on the on the TV I was like damn I want hydraulics and my mom would always tell me that's so ghetto don't do that me home right and I wanted the spinners too for a while I was like I was like, maybe that's over pushing it but man spinners. yeah I don't know why I wasn't that's into funny. that but I mean now it's just like uh, not really but like dropping your car low doing all that it's just like that's just what you do you know yeah
1: I remember so I used to work for dub magazine
0: oh I remember you
2: told me that yeah okay. and I
1: remember the first time we went to Miami I walk into the convention center and I see this old cutlass lifted with like 28 inch rims. And <laughs> it's the first time i had ever seen a donk. Oh, yeah. So I'm looking that's at it going, called. what the fuck is this thing? <laughs> right. And then the next day you had all the dudes rolling them in. And I was like, okay.
3: That's <laughs> <laughs> what they do in Florida. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs>
2: crazy, right? I don't know where that style came from, but it took over for a minute. Yeah. And it's oh, still yeah. pretty prevalent in, in Florida. Yeah. Yeah!
1: Oh yeah! Man, dang. That's but it's but but the cars there—they're not even just—they don't just have big rims. Like they're mm-hmm. th- like full-on suspension lift kits on. Oh
0: them. yeah, I go imagine you need that support, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, crazy. Have dang. you ever seen one of those? No, I haven't. I think like, it looks like a real-life Hot Wheel. I, right. I I think I think I seen one before. It's like a guy had like a Cadillac. It was really long, and after the wheels are just like. They're super big, but the tires are like super thin, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are it. Yeah, yeah. I think I've seen that before. Yeah, because I was yeah. just like, dang, how the hell did they get those tires on there, or yeah. how do they get the rims on there to where it supports the car? You know, like if you go over like any kind of like big bump, like, yeah, can it just? Oh, fall it's gonna apart? go flat for sure. Yeah, exactly. So I was just like, uh, that doesn't seem ideal. That's for sure not a daily. You oh, know, <laughs> they do some crazy stuff in Florida. Oh, gosh, oh yeah. man, yeah, <laughs> that's where all the crazy comes from too. <laughs> 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 what does George Roswell say? He's like, yeah, we, we all um. Oh, uh, No, he doesn't say. Oh yeah, we all street scums. Jesus. Yeah, street Jesus. He says, <laughs> oh yeah, we scums or yeah, something like that. I don't even like know what that. that means. I don't even know what that means either. Either yeah. you're savage, you're scum, but yeah, he mm-hmm. says we're we're scums or some shit like that. I might be might use, <laughs> might be using the wrong terminology. So no disrespect to Miami. <laughs> Shout out to Florida. What's up, Miami? Three hundred five. You know, you know it's funny?
1: I met I met Rick Ross. Oh, did you? Did you? Yeah, that's what made me want to get a grill.
0: Oh, The okay. first time
1: I went to, I, I went to, I went to my, oh no, not Rick Ross, I'm sorry, uh, Kimbo Slice. Oh, yeah, Kimbo, yeah, yeah.
2: Kimbo Slice. Kimbo. Dang, RIP. Yeah. <laughs> RIP Kimbo, man. He was a legend. Yeah, he really was.
1: When I was in Florida, I was like, okay, I'm here. I want to see if I had enough time to get a grill while I yeah. was there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, so I said, first thing I do when I get home, I'm getting a grill. Because that's a grill that <laughs> you can't even take off. That's a That's nah, a grill. Yeah. 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 Well, my dentist said that, because I had talked to him about it, he's like, you're fucking crazy. <laughs> I'm like, check it out. Either you do it, or I'm gonna go get it done somewhere else. Yeah, he's like, "All right, let me think about it." So then he he uh, last next time I went in there, mm. he's like, "All right, we'll do it." But if I do it, we got to glue it in. I said, "Okay, cool." Ooh. But he said he was telling me that um, a lot of times you'll get buildup and shit behind there that people don't take care of. Mm. So I said, "That's the only way he would do it is if we did a permanent."
0: Right. I was like, "So the, was, yeah." I mean, how does the process work? Do you have to take out your teeth and just put fill it in? No. They like...
1: so they take a mold. And then once the mold's done, he sends it into the lab. Mm-hmm. The lab sends it back with like Sharpie marks okay. on on the teeth, and that's where he has to file down. Uh, okay. So it files down, you know, wherever according mm-hmm. to what the lab tells mm-hmm. him.
0: Because mm-hmm. I mean, I always wanted like a gold tooth. Yeah, but <laughs>
2: well, his partner Pedro has a front. tooth. I know. I've seen this front tooth.
1: I talked him into doing it. It's ah, cool, that's man. Sick. I <clears throat> like it. Well, he my, we have the same dentist. Yeah, yeah. And he kept he kept. Uh, I don't know how he got it knocked out, but um. He had, a, he had another veneer made mm. and he kept saying that the colors weren't matching mm. so he came in all pissed one day he's like fucking it's not matching again I said just get a gold one <laughs> that he got it he's like no <laughs> and then uh, um, when he, when he, when he came back to the office that day he had a gold one. Yeah, goal. <laughs> yeah. he, did he tell you, though? Did he tell yeah. you? He, oh. <laughs> he just showed up with yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. That's pretty funny, man. Sneaky bastard. <laughs> yeah, that's
2: pretty funny. Peter's one of the nicest dudes I've ever met. Yeah. And he's got mad style, too. Yeah, he does. Yeah, when he comes in, we'll talk about how we met. But he's he's an awesome dude, man. Yeah, even just, like, interca- uh, yeah, interacting with him he's just, like, super lovable guy. He is. Yeah. yeah. He is. He's, like, a gentle guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, I mean, it, I was kind of intimidated the first time I met him because he has this look because he can have a yeah, RBF face for sure. Yeah. No, that's the Even, unibrow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Even Scott had that too, though. Look dude, key. Scott I was like, for sure is intimidating. That's when you start hearing really? Scott. Yeah, I, I was intimidated by you as soon as I met you. I was like, I don't know what the vibe is going to be, but I, I Cause don't he, could,
2: he, I mean, Scott kind of looks like a low-key cholo, yeah, but he's true. like one of the nicest dudes I've ever met. Yeah,
0: as soon as I started conversing with you, I was like,
2: man, this is gonna
0: be gonna be yeah.
1: good. <laughs> well, <laughs> I good. Yeah. I grew up in L.A., in yeah. Norwalk.
0: You know what i mean so i grew around
1: there was you know in the mid 90s you -hmm. know like everybody was gang banging back Mm -hmm. then and so i grew up around it my friends um all my friends families a lot Mm -hmm. of them you know were gangsters Mm -hmm. but uh i started skateboarding Mm -hmm. so that's where you get like cut off dickies yeah you know yeah and it's i learned a lot from skateboarding yeah Uh, that's good you know different it it really opened me up to to music Mm -hmm. you know my dad would wake up at four in the morning every day to Bumping K Earth One Hundred <laughs> and One, and I could hear it through the wall. So I grew up listening to that, and then uh, he listened to a lot of jazz. Nice. And then my mom listened to a lot of, um, like, classic rock. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. And then uh, when I started watching skate videos, mm-hmm. you know, it it showed me a lot of underground hip hop mm-hmm. and uh, and punk. Yeah. You know, yeah. And those two go go yeah, hand in hand, hand. Skateboarding.
2: Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a that's a pretty diverse palette of music, man. I don't know very many people who actually have that type of diversity in their music catalog. Mm-hmm. I mean, I am, I'm one of them. I, I, I've told my friends that I, I actually listen to country. But I listen to like that, that gangster dirty country, like that real racist shit. Yeah, yeah. Like Johnny <laughs> Johnny Johnny Rebel. Yep, yep. And <laughs> Hank um Hank uh That's what
1: I like the Outlaw Country. Yeah, Outlaw like that's Hank, what it's called. Hank Williams. Hank Williams, yeah, yeah. yeah. The second, yeah. second or the third or whatever. All the of them. They're yeah. all good. Yeah
2: that's like country music. That was just like it's country music, but it's like dirty. It's not music.
1: it's not it's not like the new stuff. No, you know? okay. it's like Johnny Cash. Okay. Yeah. oh okay yeah
2: yeah, yeah. johnny cash yeah. yeah johnny cash i would almost say it's like mild compared to the guys we're talking about oh sure yeah because really? the guys we're talking about oh, like yeah. dude <laughs> 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 for you guys listening out there just go ahead in your spotify look up hank what i'm sorry what, what was his name again hank hank williams hank
1: williams second or the first, third or whatever one two and three they're all good. <laughs>
2: dude <laughs> put that in and, and
0: you'll know what I'm i'll talking probably about. have to put that in when i'm like driving home one day yeah. just like listen to it super oh, random dang. yeah that's
2: just that is pretty random that's awesome to know <laughs> yeah I mean I think music is a reflection of your outlook in life mm-hmm. uh, in a sense cause um, I've met people who've listened only to R&B mm-hmm. and they don't listen to anything else they only listen to r and B. I'm like well how can you live your life like that mm-hmm. you know are you open to other things other sounds other experiences Yeah. and then I'll meet somebody who, like Scott who yeah. listens to a bunch of things and it shows mm-hmm. you know I mean he can look one way but his personality is another way I mean he's not only a great woodworker but I mean you're a master barber yeah you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and someone who looks at you is like, "Master barber, that's random, right?" <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I, I building cars? <laughs> building cars? Yeah, that makes sense oh, yeah, Oh like, yeah,
0: he looks like he he can build some cars. But barbers now have that look too now. That's true, right?
2: Because right? like I, because even it's, when it's I look almost at
1: like a barber standard now. Yeah. <laughs> <Is it? laughs> you know. To be all
2: flamed up. <laughs> there's a uh, speaking of American Barbershop, which is down the street. There's a guy there. I'm sure you know him, but he's got tattoos on his head. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. And he split his tongue. Right. Man, he, he's intense. He's I know. intense. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder if those guys make... are all cool guys. Yeah, he's super AJ, cool. AJ's my boy. AJ's yeah. the, he, he's uh, the AJ, shit. Yeah, AJ's our boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that, like, if you didn't know that guy that I'm talking about, he's super intense, man. Was it? Like, yeah. you'd be super intimidated as soon as you see him? Yeah, I'm sure he's a he's super
0: nice guy. I'm yeah. sure he is. You know. I wonder what makes, like, like, what's the idea behind, like, getting your tongue split? Like, just the habit? I mean, ask God man. What do you think? I
3: don't. I don't know. I don't know. That's I,
1: that's that's probably the one thing that I like. I won't do. Okay. You know, I'll tattoo my head, tattoo my face. Yeah. I draw the line that's split in the top. <laughs> <laughs> the head and the
2: face is still pretty gnarly though, because I tell people you can't go back from your hands. Obviously, your neck and definitely your face. Those
1: are the job stoppers.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Well,
1: you, but you know, you know the thing that that me off about that. Back in the day, if you were to walk into a tattoo shop, they wouldn't—they mm-hmm. wouldn't fuck with your hands, your mm-hmm. face, the throat, mm-hmm. you nothing—nothing know, nothing along those lines. You had to earn it. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, you had to earn it. I didn't know that.
3: Yeah.
2: Wow. Yep. How? I mean, how would you earn that? Yeah. By
1: doing everything
0: else. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> There's no
2: more canvas left, right. so we'll we'll do the hands and the neck. Yeah, so yeah. if you
0: started with like your hands and your neck, it's like, what the hell? You, you haven't even gotten your your, your torso. Ho- th- your
1: your hoodie hard.
0: You know what oh I mean? Where, God. where that's what all that you mean? see? Oh, hoodie hard. Okay, I get see, what you're saying. I'd, I get that. I
1: did all my tattoos backwards. I started with just my torso. Mm. You know what I mean? And then
0: I think you did it right, man. Yeah, yeah. I think that is the right way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No,
1: no, no for sure. But so, my my parents always told me. You ever get tattooed you gotta find some place to live <laughs> so that's oh, how it started my no mom was the, my way. Mom was the yeah. same way she's so, like
0: if, if you plan to get tattoos you better find somewhere else to live right now Aww, yeah mama g yeah, come mom, on. <laughs> mama g she she being a little bit more loosey goose about that now nice. so but yeah right. she cool
1: but yeah keep going yeah, so I my whole in tor- my my whole torso front, back, ribs, everything was covered. Wow. They never saw any of it.
2: You how long did you had how long could you hide that from them before they found out? Cuz I mean, if you <laughs> did all that and they didn't know? Yeah, I don't I
1: don't know. Well, <clears throat> I worked I, that's when I was working on cars, so I was ah, always gone, got you know, working endless amounts of hours mm-hmm. at the shop. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't I wouldn't really see them too mm-hmm. often.
2: Gotcha. And how did they feel? Well, first of all, I had two questions. One, when did they know? that you got a tattoo and two how did they feel about that they
1: probably knew a long time before they ever saw any of it because i would would still wear like wife beaters around the house you know Mm. but they never said anything but as far as actually seeing it they never saw it until my aunt my aunt was in town from arizona Uh and she says uh your mom says you have a tattoo
0: (laughs) i'm like yeah i have one (laughs) one big one (laughs) well which one was that one
1: I would, no. I was all. I was. Oh, you're you're just, already all. Blasted? I was already yeah. blasted. solid before I Dang. had anything on my arms or hands. Wow. So my aunt's like, let me see, and I look at my mom, and she's sitting. She's she's standing next to the counter. I told her, you better sit down. Oh man. Yeah. So I took my shirt off in the kitchen, and I looked over. My mom's jaw was on the floor. Like it's, what the heck? So she
2: she knew you had a tattoo, but she didn't know to the extent. Right. Yeah. Right. Wow. She must have been <laughs> shocked. Dang. Yeah. My mom would have beat me. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Dude. When uh at what age was your first tattoo?
1: I think I was just before I it was either just before or just after I turned eighteen.
3: Mm-hmm. I, it was just
1: That's after That's was actually pretty it was young, just young. after. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I started but I started Is that right. the
2: legal age of having of, of getting a tattoo? Yeah, I believe yeah, so Eighteen. Okay. Yeah, eighteen. Okay.
1: But I i waited and found um a a good group of guys in Anaheim mm-hmm. and it's a world famous shop called a Tattoo Land. Mm. A lot a lot of artists came out of there. Yeah. Nice. Like Chris Brown, Mr. Lucky, Ben Grillo, Chewy. Yeah. You know a lot of a mm-hmm. lot
2: guys of guys that are now in the game that are OGs.
1: Right. Yeah. Like Stan Corona,
0: Roy. Damn. Mm-hmm. Once I get my first tattoo, I'm gonna go to you guys just to educate me of which ones I should go to or which artist at least.
2: Uh, wait. You're only 26, right? <coughs> I'm 26 right now. It's it. The reason why I ask is because a lot of gr- um, a lot of people uh, see my tattoos and they're like, "Oh, where'd you get that done?" I'm sure you get this too oh, where'd you get that done? And I tell him, I'm like, oh, I wanna get this and this done. I'm like, that's cool, but how old are you? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm 18. I'm like, you know, the most and the best advice I can give anybody about tattoos is like, all right, just give yourself a couple of years mm-hmm. and think about what you want now and then give yourself a couple of years and then ask yourself, would you want that again? Because I got my first t- tattoo when I was 29. Now I'm like, I got half my body tattooed, but like, I'm so glad that I waited because mm-hmm. think of what the things that you were into when you're 16.
0: Oh, and I agree. Yep. And then
2: now when you're 26, mm-hmm. right? That
0: nowhere near the ideas yeah. that I have now, you know, because right. you're a little bit more wiser, you know? Right. So.
2: But somebody like, like, I mean, I'm sure Scott, you know, you, you probably thought about what you already wanted and you were like, yeah, some people just know.
1: I, I, I when I first started, I wanted to make sure that I was going with something that was traditional, right. not something that was trendy. There mm-hmm. you go. Exactly. Yeah.
2: yeah. What I'm talking about is all the dumb tattoos that, say, girls or guys get. Like, they get it, like, right here, and it's something – or, like, a, a thing right here. Yeah. Or, you know, and it's just – it's playful or it's cute, but then when you're 30, yeah. is that still cute? You no. know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. Yeah, so, I mean, I always tell people it's, it's better to wait and to really – Get your life going and, mm-hmm. and let your personality kind of come out mm-hmm. and then get a tattoo because I'm sure by then you'll know what you want. You'll love it. Yeah, I believe that.
0: Yeah. What What age would you recommend someone to get their first tattoo?
2: I mean, Scott did it when he was 18. Yeah, 18. I did it when I was 29. I mean, that's, that's almost 11 year difference, mm-hmm. right? So... It, it just depends on you. Okay. It's your maturity level. Some mm-hmm. people don't mature when, dude. some people are 35 and they, they still have not matured. Mm-hmm. Right. Some people 100%. are 21 and, and they're like, I've gone through a lot of life, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I mean, especially you growing up where you did, I'm sure you went through a lot of life.
1: Went through a lot, seen a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: You know what I mean? So, I mean, there's no right or wrong answer. I'm, I just would always tell a young person, um, just wait. Uh, and the reason why I'm telling this story is because I was in Shoe, uh, Shoe City the other day this girl that was helping me at the register she was like oh, i like your your sleeve where'd you get it done ran through the whole thing and she's like oh man i've been thinking about getting a face tattoo i'm like okay that's cool how old are you she's like i'm 18. i was like listen i'm sure it's dope but you probably want to start with something small <laughs> and then just wait just give it a couple years before you get that face tattoo you know what i'm saying so yeah i think it's the music too man uh, yeah. a lot of these artists rap oh, yeah. rock or whatever mm-hmm. right. are just tattooing their face yeah, straight
1: to the face. <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> they're skipping everything else. They're just going straight for the face. Get the
1: arms, do the hands yeah, the
0: face.
2: They're I'm not like... even, they're
0: not even trying to go hoodie
2: hard. They're just going straight face hard. Yeah, I don't get that. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. It either. <laughs> I don't get that, man. Uh, tattoos is a funny thing though. I meet a lot of crazy people with tattoos. I mean, I have a lot of respect for
0: people like, uh, like blasted like you guys to where it's like, dang, you guys went under the needle no. for a He's, long time. You
1: have like a bodysuit, right? Right. Well, wow. Well, for me, the, the thing was like, that's my, my form of release. Right. You know, it's therapeutic for me, like the Same. constant hum of the machine. Mm-hmm. Um, it puts me to sleep. No way. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Did you
2: have any part of your body that was painful, that you were just like, ugh?
1: Um, the jawline, jawline was pretty bad. In between the fingers, like the webbing.
2: Oh, man. That mm.
1: and butt, butt hurts. The butt, yeah. yeah.
2: I have a little bit of a tattoo that did Yeah, it. butt
1: hurt. Especially like when they're going into like the top of your butt crack. Yeah. Like it just felt like a fucking jackhammer.
2: Yeah. Well, <sighs> it's a different type of pain, though. Like I almost, like you said, therapeutic. Therapy, I almost yeah. enjoy it. I'm, I'm weird. I must be a psycho. No, no, I get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. They say women are crazy, but men are psycho. So, <laughs> so
1: I almost like meditate, and I didn't know I could meditate and didn't know that I was meditating, but. Soon after I started getting tattooed, um, I had an appointment with um, my one of my tattoo guys, Chris Brand and Mister mm-hmm. Lucky, mm-hmm. and they both uh, tattooed my back at oh, the same I time. You said that at a, wow. at a tattoo Listen show this, this in Pomona. Is a crazy story. All right, tell me. So they start they start tattooing me, and uh, as soon as the second needle would touch the skin, it was grounding out on my body. So I was getting electrocuted. <laughs> Nobody was doing it back then, you know. What? So. Um, shortly after that, they they uh, I think it was Chewy and Chris Brand that were doing that were doing the same thing on Compton David, mm-hmm. and he told him like, "Yo, I'm getting electrocuted." So finally, like, there was okay. There's the second guy that's saying he's getting electrocuted, <laughs> and like I tried telling him like, "No joke, I'm getting fucking electrocuted." Yeah. They're Like, no, we're just hitting nerves because he said my back was doing all like sinking in and doing all kinds of weird shit. Ooh, it was all the, the muscles from getting electrocuted that were yeah. It's just the fact you understand that what
2: he's saying, right? Yeah, because there's two needles two, on them. Right? Well, he has two people tattooing them at yeah. the same time, so there's two needles, that, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So
0: yeah, so they what what is that? What's the terminology? Like they what is it, they short out kind my, of thing.
1: My, was using my body to connect to connect oh, the two. Okay, yeah. So they they found out shortly after. I don't know if I don't know if the cords have to go reversed way or opposites mm-hmm. or they figured it out though how to,
2: wow. how to make sure it doesn't it. happen. He was the guinea pig getting Whoa. shocked oh but, God, but this, for eight hours, <laughs> but this happened
1: multiple times. Oh my goodness. Yeah. oh man that's scary so this just at least there's
0: nothing more serious though right there's nothing really serious happened other than like no like well, is there any like long-term
2: effects that happen after that i don't i don't think so no how was he, the how was the ink in the artwork after that Was it,
1: yeah it was good normal yeah, yeah. okay good yeah. thank god yeah, yeah the only uh, so anytime that i would have two, two guys tattooing me mm-hmm. anytime after that i'd be i'd have like a cold that wouldn't go away for like oh, six shit. months man. So I don't know if it was too much trauma or, like, too much ink in the skin at once. I don't right. know. But I, every time it was two guys tattooing, I'd be sick for a while. Bro,
2: I don't know what you're made of, but I, I, I do like being tattooed, and that's one person at a time. I don't know what – like I said, I don't know what you're made of, bro, but two people at a time, that's gnarly. It's yeah. fucked up. <laughs> that's for sure. Well, the, the thing it is, like, <laughs> it's, <gnarly. laughs> it, it,
1: it, it, it's hard to, to do it because – the one, one, one side of me is saying, Okay, you know, just take it in because the first ten minutes or so, like you feel the pain and then yeah. as long as you don't tense up and you just accept the pain, you can you can literally feel it go away like mm. within minutes. Yeah. The pain starts to get less mm. and less. And then you start focusing on the hum of the machine and then by then I'm knocked out. Mm.
2: That's so crazy. Dang. You knock out that's so crazy. But that's, the second, but
1: when when you get a second needle on you it's almost like your brain—it's too much for your brain to comprehend what's going on.
0: So you just like pass out, kind of thing.
1: No, God, no! Not, yeah, like, not when you I, got I would two imagine people you on tense you. Up. Oh man! Yeah, and you—and that's the thing—it's—it's it's hard to—it's hard to relax when you've got two needles on you. And then if they're doing, you know, like a thirty-five, if they're lining you with, mm-hmm. like, filling in with the thirty-five, mm-hmm. you know, dang, that's—that's that's seventy needles mm-hmm. going, however
2: many times. <sighs> You're crazy, man! How long did you sit in that session?
1: I want to say that first. <coughs> the very first session was probably like five six hours
2: wow being shocked for five or six hours straight dude i can't even imagine <laughs> dude that's pretty gangster uh, it's gangster yeah, that's, that's pretty gangster i don't know
0: that's scary for me too though i'm just like dang uh, yeah how do you do that yeah that's like a different kind of pain tolerance bro <laughs> that's next level i give you a bro it is
2: shoot i've i've actually uh jokingly well half serious told my girl that um uh, she went to go get her blood drawn the other day mm-hmm. And I remember when I used to get my blood drawn I hate it I said I would rather get tattooed than get my blood drawn mm. So that gives you any preference yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Not preference but gives you any idea mm-hmm. Of uh, Kind of the feeling Or the anxiety going yeah. into it Yeah.
1: I had my blood drawn uh, A while ago Not too long maybe a year or so
2: mm-hmm.
1: And uh, the lady there was so good Oh really? Yeah, I had yeah. One of my oh, and my no, kid yeah. was on the You're side lucky. watching. You're lucky. And I and I was talking to him and didn't even didn't even yeah. know that she had finished.
2: You're lucky because I've had a chick who was brand new poke me three times because she was brand new and I was mm-hmm. like I had to tell her, like to stop. Please get the doctor that to come <laughs> yeah. and do this. She had poked me three. I was like, yeah. My oh dad my he'd be um,
0: uh, donating platelets and blood at the Red Cross, mm-hmm. um, and he would always come back with like his. Uh, with the rap that they give you. Mm. But then after one day he's like, man, cause he's been doing it for so long. He's like, man, this girl fucked me yeah. <laughs> up. Look at my arm. It looked like he's like been in on a heroin he addict for like drugs. two years and shit. <laughs> but after my he's like, dude, she fucked. She didn't know what she was yeah, doing. And after poking the wrong vein. Yeah, exactly. But, so that's, heart. there's people out there that don't know what the fuck they're doing That's what I'm afraid you know? of, dude. Yeah.
2: I'd rather get tattooed, man. Yeah, <laughs> I feel I'm it. Serious, man.
0: The only needles that I ever like encountered while growing up is like whenever I cut myself, you know, like, like I cut myself here. Just like by playing and after yeah. cut my knee and after them just putting the needle just to numb the pain so that could, they could put stitches. But that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know. Yeah, but nothing sure. compared to like, damn, two needles on my
2: back <laughs> getting electrocuted
0: type shit.
1: Do you <laughs> have
2: any more canvas to tattoo? Like
1: little like little filler places, like, you know, around my kneecaps. Mm-hmm. But just little stuff
2: now. Yeah. But mm-hmm. you're chilling, right? You're not like ah, I want to cover that right now.
1: No. Whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. A lot of a lot of my, my tattooers are like family oh right. You know so it's mm-hmm. I like to wait a little bit between that we got stuff to catch up on. Makes sense. Mm,
2: okay, cool. It makes sense, man. Yeah. My tattoo artist we, we have like it's uh, this weird spiritual relationship. It's always like my temple. Cuz it's one on one. I go to June and um he has a really dope studio. It's kind of like underground kind of you, you go down these stairs and every time I come there it's um it's the, the process become this spiritual process where like I know once I sit down it's, it's just different. I don't know if it's like that with anybody else, but it's just different, and we mm. have a conversation.
1: Well, that's that's part of it, you know yeah. what I mean? You gotta—that's how you know that's the right dude for you. Yeah, mm.
2: yeah. Like by default, kind of like how you're a barber, and I'm sure you talk to clients, and you now become your friends, right? And you, you get to see each other, and you get to catch up, and it's just like it's that that time, right? I mean, with me and June, it's the same. Like what you said, it's like mm. it's just part of the process. We become by default good friends because, I mean, we spend eight, 10 hours, twelve hours sometimes in the chair. Yep. and we just you can't just sit there not say you know not yeah, saying not talk to each other yeah Tattooing is almost a to me it's a spiritual um process in the sense where he's he's tattooing me yes in ink but mm-hmm. the energy flow is different
0: right now my therapy is just doing jiu-jitsu you know there's nothing like going out doing a hard roll banging it out with like just another Mm grown-ass man or grown-ass man you know Mm -hmm. so i mean doing it the tattoo Hey man, part, man,
2: You just won medal. Yeah, I know. Gold. <laughs> go. He just. He just. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, did you? He was yeah, in okay, a tournament. Coming.
0: Oh my, color flowers Oh there it, is. You see it? It's it's official. You gotta let these people know, <laughs> man. You, you don't
2: just j- do jiu-jitsu. You go to tournaments and yeah, you yeah. win. Yeah. Didn't you get gold? Yeah, I got gold
0: in my, my gi man. match. Um, I, I lost my no gi, but I mean, there's some mistakes that I could for sure capitalize on. This yeah. year I plan to get my blue belt. That's awesome. Um, but my brother he did his uh his blue belt debut. He did really well. He uh. Had a, a rough start with the no gi, um, but then he did the absolute, won a couple matches there, so he got some highlights. Then he did this gi match. His gi match was pretty gnarly because he had a uh, win, uh, he had a buy, but he had to win three in a row. Once he won three in a row, yeah, he killed it. But then the last part was he did the blue belt absolute. And what absolute is, if you if people aren't educated on it, it's when you could go against anybody, in any weight class. So mm-hmm. my brother, he weighs around mm-hmm. like, um, I think he did the one fifty nine. Uh, is 150 the 159 um and he went against somebody that was uh Probably around like two hundred pounds. Dang! Right? Guy was guy honestly looked like he was on steroids. It was Heavy. ridiculous. It was wow. crazy. So my coach has was saying, um telling, him, telling Aaron, just like, don't worry about it. He's I heard he's not that good, but he's just lying. He doesn't know how good this guy is actually. You know. So Aaron comes in, is like, okay, I'm just gonna do my thing. So my little brother goes in and he ends up winning by points. Wow. Ends up winning a belt. Wow. Bro. And wow. after he's like, oh shit, I'm winning a belt. <laughs> yeah. like, so all yep. he had to do was win. Oh, yeah. What you say? Your brother's legit good though. Uh he's he's very good. You know what? he's he does the work cuz right now uh I mean he's already done he's finished school. He's he has a bachelor's in history. Um he has a lot of downtime but I mean he with all of us growing up, we were always set up in a path to be um my our parents put us in uh different sports so that we would stay busy and they always like kind of chose the sports mm-hmm. that we would be involved yeah, in yeah. based off like what we shined in, you know, but um Aaron was able to find the sport that he really loved, you know, on his own. And now he's been invested into it. He he does the he does the work in the gym, but he does the work after. You know, he'll go and he'll study, and that's why he kills it. Yeah, now, yeah You know, yeah. he puts yeah. in more of that work than anybody else would ever do. You know, mm-hmm.
2: so keys to success, right there. Yeah, for sure.
0: You know, you got to do all the work, out, like not only inside but outside. You yeah. Know I mean? So
2: I mean, I was gonna ask you too uh, about um, was is that kind of like how you became a master barber? I mean, because you're. I would say pretty successful as a barber. I mean, you develop yeah. Imperial Barber products from the barber shop and, and right. experience, right? Right. I mean, th- does that any of those kind of philosophies or principles kind of relate to how your business is now?
1: Um. I knew at a young age that I wanted to start my own business. Yeah. And I had always... Made sure that my hair was perfect <laughs> so you it, got good hair though it was it was hard for me to find hair products i always see you with hats on actually dude no <laughs> when, when,
2: yeah he's got good hair yeah okay he's got good hair
1: so <clears throat> i remember um after i you know i had a shaved head when i was younger and then when i yeah. grew my hair out i always made sure i had perfect hair sure if my hair was fucked up i wouldn't <laughs> go into school <laughs> wow but i couldn't I, it was hard to find products that worked mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i'd um i'd go through my sister stuff she mm-hmm. always she always had moose Moose. Oh, Moose was the shit back then, bro. Moose, Moose and Aquanet. Oh, Aquanet, you remember Aquanet? <laughs> I don't remember Aquanet.
0: Oh, I remember yeah, yeah. Moose. My mom would always like, shh. Yeah. Here you go. And after I had like, uh, my hair. My mom always had the comb over. She's. I don't. She always tell me I started the comb over on you, and now everyone else is doing it. Like <laughs> so that was always her thing. It's hilarious. But yeah, keep going.
1: Yeah. So, um, what was
0: that? Uh, you, you, you were, were using Moose.
1: You're
2: using Moose. your sister stuff. Oh
1: yeah. So I was. I would use her stuff, and then. My mom would get me gel. You know, mm. I think it was called Dep. There's so many different ones out there. It was like a yellow. It came in a yellow container. Mm. And, oh, uh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and it was yeah. just, it was yes. shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, my hair would be fucked up, you know, mm. by the yeah. time I had lunch. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I could I could never find anything that I wanted. Yeah. And then, uh, so fast forward years later, you know, mm. I'm a barber. And uh, I walk into the shop. And I had, been, I had already been thinking about starting a men's line on my own. Yeah. And then uh, I walked into work one day, and Pedro, I told Pedro, I said, hey, I'm going to start a men's line. If you want to do it with me, yeah. cool. Like, if you don't, no hard feelings, you yeah. know.
2: But why Pedro?
1: Because we were boys. <laughs> <laughs> you, know? you see that? Yeah, yeah. He Takes care of his own people, man. Yeah,
0: yeah. And you, I, I think I read on your guys' bio, too, you met in a Barber College? Or where'd you guys meet, you and Pedro? No,
1: I met Pedro when I was in barber college. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was going to the barber supply one day, okay. and I stopped by a Syndicate, mm-hmm. and stopped in and said "What's up?" Mm-hmm. Nice. That was it. The rest was history. Yeah, yeah.
2: pretty much. Yeah. So uh, you asked, you asked uh, Pedro, you, well, you you offered the opportunity, right? Right. Okay. And obviously you knew what happened, but how did that roll out? How did that play out?
1: Uh, we were we kept saving, saving our money. We were laid on both of our bills for a couple months
2: let's talk about how long did you have to how long did you save before you were like all right we're ready let's do this
1: um it wasn't it wasn't that long say like probably six months probably three to six months oh man yeah but we yeah we worked our asses off and saved <clears throat> put everything away mm-hmm. and then uh, one of the shops that I used to work at, when I used to work on cars mm-hmm. uh, the guy that was next to me had a soap company and he hooked us up with with a, with a chemist
0: oh nice
2: okay yeah so you
0: had a source awesome mm-hmm. that's sick yeah I you
2: had a head start pretty much right there that's the thing man that's the thing about uh being an entrepreneur um it's one of the hardest things to do to get things off the ground mm-hmm. because they say most businesses fail within the first six months and entrepreneurship it's a brutal it's a brutal career to take man it's mm-hmm. it's
1: a stressful way to go
2: yeah but when you did actually <coughs> see it working and, and it was in the shops and people were using it and they actually did recognize that the product does work. Because I use it myself, not mm-hmm. because he's Scott or whatever. I use it because it works. Yeah. I like it.
0: I'm actually kind of inspired right, to use it because when I was reading on the website, you guys are like one of the first companies to use water-based products.
2: Yes. Yeah. Explain yes. what that is.
1: So back in the day, you had petroleum-based or wax-based. Mm-hmm. And then you add your fragrance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There wasn't very many ingredients to it um but after a while it would suffocate your hair follicles oh. and then at that point from what i understand you can't even get hair plugs oh, if your damn. hair falls out yeah
2: what? oh damn so water base is a so water is more safe
1: right and safe and it'll wash out you know Easier. a lot of, a lot of the wax based stuff um it takes days if not weeks to come out and you're, you're washing your hair ah. with dawn you mm-hmm. know to break down all the grease mm. Gotcha. Dang, I had to get
2: my hands on some of that, to be honest. Dude, that makes sense, because <laughs> in the day, I used to use American Crew, mm-hmm. um, and I would use their pomade. It would, feel, it would feel like it'd stick in there for days, man. Yeah. Like it was wax. clay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I makes remember sense.
0: my dad used to get, uh, I mean, growing up, I feel like we were always trying to like find like the perfect product, too. But I always just settled, you know. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really too picky, mm-hmm. but I mean now I'm gonna be picky because like the boy has <laughs> imperial hair <laughs> no, it's products. That's actually really good product. Yeah. So then, um, my dad would get this orange can. It's like really waxy. Maurice. like Yeah. So I would use yeah. that all the time, but, bro, at the end of the day, I'm trying to take it out. I'm like, nah, this is not the shit, man. <laughs> I hated it. So I mean, from there, I mean. I mean in the beginning when we were working at um, mm-hmm. the other spot in Costa Mesa, I would sometimes not even come up with my hair today because I didn't want to use any kind of like gel products yeah at I all. remember those days I would just because I would use my head and shoulders make sure my head's good but I wouldn't even comb my hair because I was so scared of what the product will do to my head you know yeah but now I kind of want to try this out yeah, you know yeah yeah, yeah for give sure. it another chance
2: yeah you should yeah, yeah um so you you guys saved up for about three three or four months uh-huh. and how, I mean how did <coughs> you roll that what what happened next
1: um just Worked with the worked with the lab at that time mm-hmm. and made sample after sample after sample. Mm-hmm. You know, probably took about eight months, eight, to months. E- eight months to a year, to get it dialed to where we actually mm-hmm. liked it. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you there's 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 a thin line between too much and not enough. Oh yeah. So I was trying to find that happy medium between, mm-hmm. you know, what's heavy and what's too heavy. Right. That's what we started with was a heavy hold. Right.
2: Right. So, in between developing the product, which took, let's just say, eight months, you guys are full time barbers. Right. Still saving. Yep. Still making moves.
1: And wow. back then, Pedro was living in Temecula. Oh, so yeah. He, he was, told me. So, wow, he was driving wow. from Temecula to Long Beach and back to Temecula. That's crazy. He did that drive for 13 years.
0: Yo, 13 That's years, pretty gnarly. 13 years. That's crazy, man. That's, that's really crazy. gnarly.
2: Wow. Damn. I can't even <laughs> fathom that, man. 13 years? I would have to move way sooner, like 13 months. Yeah, that's like <laughs> like for sure like 80
0: miles at least. Like more. Yeah. Right? I don't I'm not sure, but it's the drive that, that I
2: definitely don't want to do. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> when did you guys decide to open up your own barbershop? Cuz I know you guys own razor bags.
1: Right. Yeah. Oh, that's, um, so that's you and
2: Pedro? Mhm. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, so that was 2007, 8, mm-hmm.
2: something like that. Now how did that happen though? I mean, because I would think opening a business like that is pretty serious. requires a lot of money.
1: Um, actually, we got a loan um, from an older lady. Oh, okay. And it was a $10,000 loan, mm-hmm. and uh, we paid her back within the first first couple of years. Oh, wow, okay. And then, um, yeah, we opened the shop with ten grand. It was on 4th and Redondo. Mm-hmm. It was an old uh, closed-down pharmacy. Oh, okay. And before the pharmacy, it was old Hunter, uh, hunter Drugstore. Oh, okay. So it used to be a soda shop. Oh, wow. And the building's from 1929.
2: Oh, it's a historic building then. Yeah. Right. Historic. Is it the location that you're in now or no? Yeah. yeah oh, it's yeah, it's location. dope. Okay, yeah, it's right on the corner. It's nice. Yeah, it's the, only, it's the only, it's the only two-story
1: building on the corner. Okay.
2: Yeah, it's pretty sick. Dang, that's crazy. It has, like, an old-school vibe to it, too, and it's, like, I would say kind of like downtown Long Beach kind of?
1: It's, like, right as soon as, like, Retro Row starts. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to stop cool. by. That'll be sick. But yeah, we did – I did – me and Pedro did everything by hand, worked with everything uh, that was already there. I know you're already
0: handy, man. so I'm, yeah. I, I can only imagine. Yeah.
1: yeah, knocked out Knocked out a uh, bunch of counters mm-hmm. and a bunch of bullshit that they had in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Damn,
2: that's yeah. sick. How many chairs did you guys start with? Two. Just Ob- you and him? T-
1: two office chairs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we'd, start- we'd, we'd have people coming in there sitting in office chairs.
2: Wow. Damn. How did you guys get successful, though, as far as – I mean – Razorbacks is pretty well known in Long Beach.
1: Yeah, it just word of mouth, word of mouth, and we're the shop's real big on customer service. Mm. So you know we treat it like a business, not like a hangout.
2: <laughs> okay, I see. Yeah, I know there's a couple of uh, barbershops around town, Hollywoods. Mm-hmm. I heard that they uh, they're like this is only a, a a place for guys. Right, women are allowed. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I, yeah. I heard that. I was like, no way. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so yeah, they got they they were in some shit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Honestly, I I, haven't, I when
0: I was growing up, I was always going to salons and then, then I started mm-hmm. I think my dad took me to my first barber shop and I was like, "Okay, yeah, this is where we belong,"
2: you know? Yeah. Yeah. Barber shops are cool, man, especially if you have a barber that you trust. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Getting a haircut is very therapeutic as well. Like a yeah. tattoo artist. Mhm. Mhm. And you automatically just become friends by default too because, you know, you spend so much time in the mm-hmm. chair. I see Pedro almost every 10 to 12 days. I mean, we know intimate secrets about each other, man. Yeah. It's great. It's weird. It's cool. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. But also because I see Scott on a regular basis because he works there. You know? Yeah. So we've developed a pretty cool relationship. Man. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what what was the uh, turning point in saying, hey, man, now I need to to let the barbershop be what it is and need to focus on Imperial Barber products?
1: Uh, When we got a warehouse,
2: an actual warehouse.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: When was that? I mean, that was <clears> like... 2014, oh damn, 2014? Yeah. 2009 2014. 2009. We've been around 14. since 2014. Yeah,
0: well, they, they started Imperial in long, 2009,
2: right? Something like that. Okay, 2009. yeah,
0: 2009. What is that? That's like, oh dang. That's why have yeah, that's it's been around for a while. Well,
1: we we actually started it 2006 or seven, that, and dang. we just.
0: Kept it to ourselves that we just sold yeah. inside the shop. Mm-hmm. Official was like more 2009. Yeah.
2: Okay. I feel it. Like, yeah. That's how kind of like how first started too. once yeah. yeah, like once like the
1: website was done and we had a few things that we could mm-hmm. send out.
2: You yeah. guys got a really unique look as far as Imperial Barber Products, man. Who runs? I mean, who who's responsible for creating the the, the look and the story and the execution and the marketing? Now
1: we had we had a couple guys working for us, mm-hmm.
2: but everybody worked together. That's good. Yeah, yeah it looked really good. I love it. Like yeah, I love it. We wanted
1: clean and simple mm-hmm. you know we don't want to overdo packaging you know we want yeah. it real simple and clean and let the product speak for itself yeah
0: exactly yeah, but the, l-
2: the look is dope
0: yeah for sure There's even when you're on the site it's easy to navigate through it's like the products are right there you get educated on it and you plus you get to see the story behind it so that's what i was able to find out that you were a barber you know oh. i didn't even know that so yeah, yeah.
1: our our, we- our web guys are badass yeah yeah, yeah. two brothers from costa mesa yeah, mm-hmm. yeah yeah Jackson and then tim at the warehouse mm-hmm. Um, they they've worked together.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, 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 they do a good job. I mean, props to them for sure.
2: Yeah, you guys always had like a particular look, though. I mean, Mm. they I I feel like they they uh, expanded on that branding. Mm -hmm. But you got like when I say for guys that don't know uh, Imperial Barber Products, if you look at their Instagram, it's it's really cool. I can't. I'm trying to coin a phrase or or kind of sum it up in one word, and really isn't. But it's kind of like a classic retro man who's kind of uh, like a like a hardcore straight-edge gentleman kind of s- somewhat, you know, because it's like all black and white, but there's mm-hmm. guys that are different races, and mm-hmm. uh, the look is really clean, but, you, I mean, they have tattoos. It's, yeah. it's a really dope look. I haven't seen any barber product kind of take that angle, um, but now I've seen a lot of barber shops kind of take right. that angle, like you said, you know? I mean, American barber they their their uniform is like a vest and in a white shirt and things like that right. that's cool you yeah know what i mean but i mean i love what they're doing over there yeah uh, yeah i was i
0: was getting lost in your site for a while i was like oh dang base. uh got to read more about pedro read more about you i was like yeah i mean everything that you would want to know about a brand like they just show you right
2: here on the front page of the website you know so it's a good vibe yeah i really yeah I everybody mean. sees the outside view of a brand but i mean I'm sure you guys had some challenges developing it, right? I mean, oh, not yeah. just developing, running the business, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of lot of challenges,
3: <laughs>
1: things that things that you don't even think about until the situation comes mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Like what? Something as simple as you know, even running social media, mm-hmm. you know, now there's all kinds of rules that you got to follow and. Yeah. Just all the different angles. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, all the different that. platforms.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause I, yeah, I mean the internet's always changing and people are always updating different things and yeah, like you said, you have to be informed on it all the time. That's yeah. why you always, cause now it's like social media, that's like a one full time job now, oh, yeah. you know? To where it's like you, you, you I mean, you're on, you're running a company. To where it's like I gotta take care of bigger shit, you know. I gotta make sure these orders are going out. I can't make, I can't be doing like little giveaways on mm-hmm. social media, you know. I need someone mm-hmm. else to handle that for me. So I get exactly because there's. Some people that s- want to start a, like be an <coughs> entrepreneur, I feel like all they see is black and white. Yeah. Um, and they don't see all the gray areas in between, which there's is a, like there's oh, a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. There's a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of them. And like you said, th- until the obstacle comes in, it's like, fuck, man, what am I going to do? You know,
2: I mean, we're not even talking about personnel challenges. You mm-hmm. know, there's plenty of people. I've said it before that have come, come and gone. Um, You know, not always because we wanted them, them to, but just because they just grew out of it. Mm-hmm. We, grew, we grew out of them. That's always a challenge too, to make sure that you have the right team. Yeah, Um,
1: and the biggest biggest challenge is dealing with like Amazon and people using Amazon now. Mm. You know, look at how many businesses have closed down. Yeah. You know, like Amazon's fucking huge and they're changing the world, whether we want it to or not.
2: I know your business has been affected by it because Pedro's mentioned it before. Also is like counterfeit too, or no?
1: Counterfeits and um, people selling on Amazon who aren't authorized. Mm. We fought. We fought with Amazon for about three years, and how once once they saw how many units are moving, mm. and they saw how much money they were missing out on, then all of a sudden they want to help us. You know, but wow. they don't. But they don't make it easy for. The small, they don't make it easy for the brands. know, yeah. yeah, they make it easy for the consumer and the sellers, but yeah. they don't give a fuck about the brands. Yeah.
2: I feel like that's a like even it happened with uh, Barnes and Noble. I don't know if they're still around. Maybe they are. But when they first came on scene, they opened up a bunch of bookstores and they, they shut down a lot of the uh, the mom and pops mm-hmm. where they're like rare books or things that you could find in your town or your city. And now Amazon's basically taking that model and said we're going to digitize this shit.
1: Well, not only that, <clears throat> they force you to work with them mm. because if we didn't take our brand over, then somebody else can open up a store and run the brand. And then when you get to that point, then you have to prove to them that you're the
2: brand and they're not. That's a catch twenty two, isn't yeah. it? How did you guys get around that? How did you guys not fix that, but over, over, uh, overcome that challenge?
1: We wouldn't have been able to sustain it much longer. Yeah. That's how. That's how bad it was. Mm-hmm. You know, because all of a sudden you have thirty people selling on Amazon who are supposed to supposed to abide by a MAP agreement. Mm-hmm. Somebody drops it fifty cents, and then somebody else drops it. A dollar, and somebody else drops at two dollars, and before you know it, they're make they're only making fifty cents on what they just sold. This person. What's the uh, point of that? I know. What so is no margin because <laughs> it hurts the brand. Yeah, and
2: it hurts them because they're not making margins. What's the point of that?
1: I don't know. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs>
2: yeah. So now, where do you what do you guys have your relationship with Amazon?
1: Um. So now, now, now we're good with Amazon. But we only have two or three people that are allowed to sell on Amazon.
2: Oh, okay. Any so, other
1: but, people? But, but we got invited to luxur- uh, the luxury category. Oh. So you can't even apply to it. You have to be invited.
2: Really? Yeah. Mm. I had known nothing about Amazon. That's a win. Yeah. Yeah, it's a win. I mean, you guys just kind of stuck through it, fought the battles for three years. Yeah. It did hurt your business, yeah?
1: Absolutely. Dude. Absolutely. Dude. And then we have people that were sellers calling us pissed off, you know, telling us that there's somebody who's undercutting, mm-hmm. but then they don't want to tell you who they are. hmm so if, what did
2: they expect you to do about it then?
1: They want us to fix it, but don't want to help us fix it.
2: It so yeah, makes no sense. Right. How would you fix it? They,
1: they just thought that we were being shady, and we knew mm. who they were, but we really didn't. Mm. And Amazon doesn't do anything to help you. Yeah. And you talk to to you talk to one person one day, and you get another one story. Person. And then you call back another day, and you, you get a different story.
2: Mm. That would annoy the shit out of me, man. Yeah. Especially when you're an entrepreneur, this is your brand, you put all this... Work and 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 money into it, and you're just like, man, I'm just trying to make a living, and these people out here making a living off my stuff. Yep, my stuff, mm-hmm. undercutting me. It's like, I mean, I don't, I that, we've had a couple instances of, of not like that, but very similar to that mentality, and it's, it's gotten us uh, nowhere but up because we just didn't give up. Yeah, and we fought. We've had brands try to take us out using our own names. Oh, yeah, for <laughs> sure. It's been like three times, actually. Yeah, yeah, man.
0: There's a company in Arizona that tried using our name. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, from there, it's just like, man, we're just going to keep doing us.
2: Yeah, we had to just take the uh, responsible route by just working harder. And then mm-hmm. we just ended up eclipsing them because we just outworked them.
0: Yeah. There was there was a time where we were just like, dude, get as many Instagram names as much as possible. Yeah, and it was a, war, man. Yeah, it was really like just little things like war. get as, get as many don't names that say Flourish. Yeah. We bought all of them, man. Or we, as many as we could get our hands on, you know. It was just like because that's a scary moment, too. It's like someone we'll it want to take your name.
2: I took it personal because um, they, they they tried to leverage our own name against us by stealing it. And uh, not just that, but they, they tried to make it seem like they own it they originated it right and so i took that as a personal um attack and a declaration of war (laughs) so we went to i it was a very small team too when we first started and we we literally declared war on these people oh shit and we uh we ended up doing business warfare i mean there's it's so it's so easy to go to somebody's house if you know where they live and just you know, rough them up. You know, okay. but that's that's not going to get you anywhere. You can get sued. You can go to jail. It's a lot of stuff. It's just not worth it unless yeah. it's just you know, it's it's unless it's dire. Then you can take necessary means. But we wanted to outclass them, mm-hmm. so we went out there and did everything Josh did said, and we did more. And then uh, we worked with our shops, man. We said, okay, if you want our products, this is authentic, but you got to work with us, and you got to take these other brands off because that's how and we'll give you a better deal yep. you know so i mean we use tactics like that and fortunately it worked in hindsight um and now people know that our brand is just this is what it is now you right. know i don't know if that was like you've ever had to deal with that or you've ever had to face anything close to that but it was a scary time man mm-hmm. we've it had works. people
1: try to try to steal our names so we couldn't get a trademark in mexico oh. like things along those lines
2: Mm. That's like almost the same, bro. That yeah. pissed me off. Bro. Yeah,
0: but but it was the story goes <coughs> deeper than that too because when we first did our first uh, event at um, High Times, mm-hmm. I guess the person that actually stole her name seen our booth at High Times. And liked her name. No way. Yeah, they yeah. actually yeah. talked to us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. And after shit. they stole
2: her, they stole her name, and it's just like, damn man. Once we found out who he was, we recognized that person. Yep. Right. Yeah. yeah, I but mean, uh, e- even the packaging that the guy had looked very similar. Oh,
3: yeah,
0: for sure. Yeah, they used the craft paper and everything. Mm-hmm. Even it's the logo really, and everything. Yeah, it was, just, it, it was just fucked up, you know. Yeah, it was fucked up, man. Because it's like all this work that, like, because, I, I mean, I wasn't part of that branding team yet, but the work that you guys put in, which are these proofs that are up here, I mean, that was a lot of passion put into that, you know, and someone's basically yeah. taking the, whatever you put into it and using it for their own, you know. Right. Yeah, it's not, that's not the way you do shit
2: yeah then that's just the nature of the business you know Mm -hmm. when people see you're doing well obviously you're gonna have people who hate on you but hate and love is the same emotion i was having a conversation with my friend today hate and love is comes from the same emotion it carries the same passion it's the direction that you take it in that determines where you end up and when you're starting out in business i get it you know entrepreneur who's struggling who's like man i just got to get a win if these guys over here they're doing well. Oh, they're not covering all their bases. Okay, let me just see if I can slip in, snake something out, and just use it for myself. I get that, but that it's it's not right. Okay. It's it, it, no no way can you slice, No matter where you, how you slice it and dice it, it's just not right. I no. mean, it, it because I almost see it as like we're in the same race, you know. Mm-hmm. I can either help you, or. I can not help you and just let you do your thing. But in my, in where I'm going with this is I usually am one. If you ask, I will help. Right. You don't have to take from us, man. Yeah. There's enough to go around, bro. It really is. You know you what know, I mean? That's when the cannabis industry was still
0: early, you know, <sighs> there's so many people could grow, you know, and with their own kind of like
2: well, their own brand, at least, mm-hmm. you
0: know, mm mm-hmm. know,
2: yeah, and I feel that too. I mean, even in your industry, I mean, there's there's I don't like I said, I don't see any other products that's really doing it like you guys are, and which is great because you own that lane. Mhm. Right. But I mean, if there was another brand that came out, I mean, shit, I would I would classify it as like, okay, you guys want to go up against me. It's healthy competition. Right. It makes everybody better. Yeah. Right. You know. But uh I mean, people don't have to go out there and steal content and like fucking take your name that's that's lame dude yeah. just be original yeah, for, for once, real dude yep. you know with social media nowadays <laughs> with social media nowadays like it's so easy i guess i'm saying easy because i'm an entrepreneur i've done it but it's so easy to just go out there and get sales and brand yourself because now you have the fingertips right you, you have the world at your fingertips versus like you know when you were a barber 2009 you when did you start when when were you actually a barber
1: my kids 13 mm. so probably about 13 13 years ago or so
2: i would say 13 years ago there wasn't very much social media
1: no not at all right
2: mm-hmm. was there even do you guys remember when myspace or friendster you remember friendster i don't think you i remember,
1: remember myspace
2: when did that come out that came out myspace was big when i was in elementary or not elementary in um middle school i remember using it a lot in instead i was grade.
1: probably in my early 20s
2: so would you say like 13 years ago there was probably MySpace? I w- I think so I think so right? Yeah. But it was nothing like it is now. Mm-hmm. Like you couldn't use an iPhone, right? And go on to social media and sell something. It right. was more door to door. It was mm-hmm. like face to face, belly to belly. That was that was hard mm-hmm. to market your stuff. You had to use the traditional routes: Get yeah. print ads, buy go to, billboards, go to shows, go to shows. Now shows are a scam. Right, mm-hmm. <laughs> They're there to make money too, bro. Yeah. We've never made money on the show. No. Never we never. almost made a rule like we're not doing shows. Events or even like uh, magazine ads. Right. Like, oh, but,
1: bro. But then at the shows, you have the guys who rent rooms and then go snipe the, the customers yeah. from the show and then take yes. them back to the rooms.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. The only
0: ideal thing to, that you get from shows is like trying to uh, extract emails from other people that are on the show. Yeah.
2: It's, it's, it's a great place to network and to find like-minded people. Mm-hmm. I think not showing is is better than um, not showing and just not showing at, at a booth and just showing up and walking the show is better than nowadays. I think having a booth, mm-hmm. especially if your brand is yeah. already well known, like people know that you're Imperial Bar of Products, bro. You don't have to show. You can just walk the show. You will see the same faces. That's yeah. the thing. You keep going to events. You see the same faces, the same people. Yep. <laughs> Doesn't yeah. matter
1: what industry you're in. It's all the same shit. It's
2: all the same shit. It's like car meets same thing yep I'll see you at the next one all right man show up same guy What's up? <laughs> same shit. <laughs> this is bro speaking of, I have I do have to say some <clears throat> with uh, cars nice cars uh-huh you guys usually get it because they think they'll get the hot chicks mm-hmm. when you have a nice car especially the more expensive it is the only other guys know about it like chicks just see oh a Ferrari, that's a Ferrari. Yeah. They don't know if it's a 458 or 488. Mm. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they're just like oh it's a nice Ferrari. Or they see a Lamborghini, like they don't know if it's a 2006 or 2016. <laughs> it's like a Lamborghini. Okay, yeah. cool. The right. like, point I'm trying to make is like I used to go to car meets and it's like it's always dudes. Yeah. And every guy and every compliment I would get is from a dude. Nice <laughs> <laughs> <That's> car bro. <laughs> it never had the intended purpose. Of the original why you usually got it, you know what I mean? So you get the girls, but it never happens. Bro. Chris Chris Rock had this funny ass, like uh joke. He was like, Bro, like we only guys only buy nice cars as bait. Yeah. It was like, drive a nice car and girl looks is and He's like, if, if I see a girl look, he's like, I got you, bitch. <laughs> 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 we can live in cardboard boxes and still fuck women. <laughs> That's what we, you would be doing. <laughs> That's, a That's a joke. I didn't say that. That's Chris Rock. <laughs> That's funny. That's yeah, funny how life works, man.
0: But yeah, man, Imperial products, I, I have to for sure get my hands on some of that. That'd be sick. I got you. Yeah. Yo, so I, I don't know you're in the EMXing. Yeah. What's up with that?
1: Uh. well. Started BMXing and then a few races in, crashed out in Yukaipa. Okay. fractured my shoulder, tore the labrum, dislocated it.
0: How long were you doing BMXing like before all that happened?
1: Uh.
0: Probably, I think I started August. Okay, so it was yeah. okay. Oh dang, it's recent. recent. Yeah.
1: No dang, way. The, yeah. Uh,
0: the man that loves many hobbies,
2: <laughs>
1: BMXing is one of them now. <laughs> How did
2: you crash the R though?
1: Um. You up you is a fast track, uh-huh. and I was going down down the rhythm section and lost it.
2: Damn. Did you go ODB? No. Over the bars? Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, all man. The all that.
2: Man. Ooh, that's the worst. That's how I separated my shoulder last year. Yeah.
3: Oh, oh,
0: yeah. Man. I remember that, actually. Yeah. Oh,
2: man. Yeah, this
0: guy had a sling, though, for a long time because he can't, he can't really do anything for the separated shoulder, huh? Uh,
2: I mean, I had a grade three, which is like borderline. Grade three, grade grade four, and five. You're definitely you definitely need to get surgery.
0: Dang. So did did you have to get surgery or anything? No. No. So you just where were you taking? It, they told me I got lucky. Oh man.
1: But it's still you know, it was happened February 24th of last year, so <sighs> just over a year. Dang.
0: Wow. How are you, how are you dealing with the pain? Uh,
1: now I use flourish. Oh, you CB, are CBD. Flourish Do you really? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. <Sick>. That's dope.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, we we've been hearing a lot of people using the products. Even my grandma, she um, uh, she had a uh a hairline fracture on her hip and I was giving her some of these hundred milligrams bro she's eating all of them like it's uh, replacing whatever she was taking beforehand but I mean did they probably recommended you with some kind of like pills to take too huh
1: yeah they gave me I forgot what the first one was well they gave me two one was for swelling and inflammation Mm -hmm. and the other one was for pain but the pain one wasn't doing shit Mm. so after about two prescriptions of the one that wasn't working I told her look like I need something stronger I need like Vicodin's or Norco's Wow so she uh she prescribed it to me and then I didn't want to get hooked yeah. you know yeah so that's when I started smoking weed mm. oh
2: yeah man those those opioids are they're serious yeah, yeah. they make you constipated. they yeah. change the chemistry in your body that's mm-hmm. just not like it's not natural and just over, weird.
0: over time they just mess up your
2: liver too right they do yeah, yeah. they're hard on your liver yeah yeah. Like I don't know what it is with doctors nowadays, but they're just so quick to just write those prescriptions.
1: Well, they're get they're getting broke off by the by the pharmacy.
2: Is that what by it the, is?
1: Yeah, by the companies, the um, manufacturers.
2: I see. I always thought it was like uh, <clears throat> they wrote these prescriptions pre- prescriptions so easily because they didn't want to really dive into how to help a patient. They're like, I'm just gonna prescribe you this so you don't feel any pain.
1: Mm. It, it's probably that too.
2: You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, Same I think it's all. It's just all. A, it's like a money pit, or like a, a money game, pretty money much. Money maker know. too. Yeah. Cash cow. Yeah. yeah. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Cash I did not know what the right term terminology to use. Yeah,
2: but. Yeah, yeah.
0: I just started yeah,
1: watching um the pharmacist on Netflix.
2: Oh really? I have yeah. not seen that. It's good. Is it? Is it, it? Yeah, is is to it, to it ongoing out. show, or is it a uh, movie?
1: I no, it's it's a show. It's a show. Oh, okay. Yeah. Check it out. And it's it's it it's talks about this guy and how uh he started seeing all the all the kids addicted to pills coming into his place.
0: Oh wow!
3: And
1: his son, his son was, was killed.
0: Oh, man. Yeah, it ain't ain't no joke, man. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, it's ain't no joke. Yeah, go to go to cannabis, man. All natural. I mean, yeah. even uh, people in my family were just saying like, oh, is she gonna get? Is your is grandma gonna get addicted? It's like, no, it's all natural. Mm-hmm. Why? Why do they still have this like thought inside of their head that like, again like cannabis is still a drug? I don't know, man. You know.
2: I mean, you tell me. How did you feel when you when you tried our products? I mean, because you've known about our prize for years. Right. I think I used to give it to you so mm-hmm. you can give it to your mom. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I remember those days. Those are in the beginning. In the beginning when we were still make it out of my house. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I actually gave him our, uh, the first time I gave it to him. it was in these little bags we got from Michael's. Mm. He was that packaging. I gave it to him. and mm. gave it to his mom. Yeah. Big ass pyramids mm-hmm. oh yeah the big pyramids,
0: the pyramids yep. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> those those are hard to ch- chow down now that we look at them it's like dang well, how are we making yeah. these you know yeah yeah because it's a lot to eat you know yeah, and after yeah. now that our gummies are a lot more smaller we have a gem size uh, a lot easier to consume yeah. yeah
2: yeah but how i mean what what is your feedback on on those gummies
1: well i think it helps more with just the pain yeah you know the anxiety yeah stress
0: yeah those allow you to go to sleep easier
1: Oh, I sleep like a baby now. (laughs) (laughs) And and you know what's funny is I remember I remember the first not my first time smoking weed but Mm -hmm. the first time smoking after I got injured because I'd never never smoked weed. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember after taking the first hit, my Mm -hmm. body like relaxing, like Mm -hmm. like
2: (sighs) yeah, was able to relax. Yeah, less tense. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Damn, we get so many stories of people emailing us or or uh meeting us at our cad mm-hmm. i'm just like man appreciate it man
0: you guys are dope yeah super thankful that we're still around man it wasn't it was not an easy road to be around no. still you
1: oh know? sure no
2: yeah yeah no. and i always get taken back by um strangers telling me let like on my friends telling me how it works for them i always get taken back because it's just like so humbling man mm-hmm.
0: you know what cannabis could really do yeah you know mm-hmm. it's crazy
2: yeah, even Big Will's on here. I didn't really talk to him too much, but he was just saying that uh, you know after his tragic event with his son, what helped him cope was cannabis, and I was like, what?
0: Mm. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean you could you could do wonders too, because I mean even my uh, my little brother, he was having trouble sleeping doesn't do he doesn't drink doesn't do nothing you know all all he does is just jujitsu and just learn he's like yeah. he just wants more knowledge of, of anything that he's really into mm. but he's like man i can't sleep i'm sore oh, man can i get some of the cbd so yeah i give you some cbd cbd helped with the inflammation of everything that's going on like with his joints but he said i just needed something that really knocked me out so i could go to sleep and i really don't want to take like any um he, he was going to try melatonin, but it was giving him headaches. So he took some, He took a half of a 10 milligram, which is a 5 milligram, mm-hmm. knocked out like a baby. <laughs> he said he loved it. He said, I woke up, and I was ready for the next day. Yeah, I was like, that's yeah, awesome. Was... And that's, that's someone that's never used cannabis ever. Yeah, 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 you know?
1: yeah. And it, help, it helps a lot with my migraines.
2: Oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. You have some serious migraines. Huh? Yeah, How, I mean, it, was that always been like as a child? Or
1: I, I, I still remember the first migraine I got. Mm-hmm. Um, I stayed home from school that day. I remember sitting in the back of my dad's '83 Cutlass, <laughs> laid out on the back seat. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I was getting a haircut one time at your old office, and uh, Pedro had mentioned that you get such bad migraines that you lay under your desk because it's dark. Yeah, I was like, "Oh shit, is that bad?"
1: Well, even even at the barber shop, the the room in the back, the the concrete floors are really cold back there. Mm-hmm. So at the barbershop If I knew I was getting a migraine, Mm -hmm. I'd take a leave and then I'd I'd lay down a bunch Ah. of towels in the back on the cold concrete, right? With a hot towel on covering my eyes, cool Mm -hmm. your body down.
2: Yeah, yeah, makes sense, man.
1: Damn. Grab a stack of towels to lay my head on the ground.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Man, damn. Yeah, migraines are real, man. Even my mom, beginning migraines like crazy too. After she comes home from school, she's like, "Damn, I got a headache." She has to take a nap as soon as she gets back home. Yeah, yeah, you know. She wants to use cannabis, but I don't think her worker will allow her to, you know, so. Because yeah. you, you never know. You feel yeah, me? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah.
1: In fact, growing up, the bedroom at my mom's house, I had black vinyl on the window, so you couldn't see through. Oh, wow. There was two sets of uh, blackout curtains, mm-hmm. so the room would be pitch black. Oh, wow. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Wow. That's some serious migraines. Yeah. Man, well, we, should appreciate, we do appreciate the support that you give us, man, and uh, you coming through and just, like, you know being a being a champ i know you're not used to this but yeah i appreciate it man
1: yeah i appreciate you guys having me on yeah Yeah, for sure man for sure this was
2: fun
0: (laughs) awesome yeah we'll run it back soon yeah get you and pedro on that'll be dope we'll have four setups we'll try we'll try to get four setups in here that'll be sick yeah all right cool. cool